sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I like tacos. Mañana, viernes, ma sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo... Welcome to episode 18 of Black Shirt Mixtape. 
And that is how we are going to start off our top 10. Uh, my name is Jesse, and I will be uh, taking you on a sonic journey, chronicling. Uh, this is part two of the top 20 albums uh, that were spun in my house uh, this year. Uh, and we are kick we kicked it off with uh, Dua Lipa, fantastic song called Levitating off of her um, uh, release this year called Future Nostalgia. So uh, if you guys tuned into the last episode uh, last week, which was part one, right, 20 through 11, we had some great tracks from uh, Denzel Curry, Tim Impala, Idols, uh, Phantom Planet, really great top 10. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty, 10 through one. And uh, I really love that album uh, by Dua Lipa. I mean, I've got two younger daughters, so of course I hear a lot of like pop, a lot of dance uh, coming out of their rooms. Uh, but the minute I heard this record, I was like, oh, I think I'm more than a casual fan of Dua Lipa. She's a fantastic um, singer. Um, and I, I just love the tone of her voice. It's, it's, it's awesome. And um, she had a, a really great bunch of uh, producers helping her out on this album. Um, Jeff Basker, uh, who's done a bunch of stuff, Stuart Price, uh, really, really, really great record. And that came in at number 10, a lot of, um, I think you're going to hear a lot more funkier stuff, uh, a lot more stuff that grooves a little bit more in the top 10. I mean, that's just, I'm a drummer by trade. So that's really kind of a lot of the stuff that I gravitate towards. Um, okay. Number nine, let's go ahead and talk about Taylor Swift. So we are big Swifties in this house and rightly so. Um, she is a, a, a great songwriter, a great singer, uh, but she's really savvy. And I think that, you know, she has been able to surround herself with people, um, the right people, depending on, you know, the mood that she's in and what she wants to create. Right. So she hooked up with Jack Antonoff and, uh, Max Martin when she wanted to take a little bit more of a pop approach, right. Broke out of country. Um, and now she really wants to kind of dip her toes into the indie scene and you know what, why not? And who better to gain some street cred than grabbing uh, Aaron Desner from uh, The National. It doesn't get more indie than that. Um, anyway, uh, fantastic record. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about Folklore. Um, that was released, uh, I believe, in July, June and July of this year. Um, she did drop another record, Evermore, which it's good, but it's not as good as, as Folklore. I really love this record, and I, I think that um, she's really gotten back to uh, what I think is her strong suit is storytelling. Right. So she normally writes from a very personal place, um, but she's taken some characters on this record and kind of thread them through a number of tracks, uh, including this one that I'm going to play for you, which gets a lot of airtime in my house. And that's Betty. Uh, and it's part of a, a trilogy of songs. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and play this track for you because uh, I really love it. Uh, if you haven't checked out the record, which I can't imagine that anyone hasn't, it's like the biggest selling album of the year and, and tons of streams and whatnot. But as a musician, it's it's a fantastic record. Uh, the production is top notch. Um, the songwriting is great, and the instrumentation is, is fantastic as well. So this is uh, Betty off of Folklore, coming in at number nine. Assumptions about why you switched your homeroom, but I think it's cause of me. Betty, one time I was riding on my skateboard when I passed your house, it's like I couldn't breathe. You heard the rumors from Inez, you can't believe a word she says most times, but this time it was true. 
See, I mean, that's just such a great song. I mean, I, it, it takes a lot to make something sound simple. And if you if you put headphones on and you listen to that track, you're going to hear there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and I, I dig that about... I dig that about the record, uh, you know, recorded in isolation. Um, you know, they weren't together uh, and they, they, that's very hard when you're not in the same room as somebody um, to vibe with them. Um, so kudos to her for stepping out of her comfort zone and, um, and putting out two, two pretty lengthy albums uh, during quarantine. So I know her fans thank her. We all do. Okay. Number eight, Gorillas. Um, so if you've listened to, um, this podcast before, you know that I'm a big Damon Albarn fan, right? Lead singer of Blur. He's got Gorillaz, uh, the good, the bad, and the queen, uh, his solo stuff. I mean, that's very prolific dude. And, uh, this year they released a fantastic album called Song Machine. Um, and really what they did, it was quite, quite neat. They, they released like a single a month for a couple of months, basically half the record, um, and, uh, so by the time the record came out, I'd pretty much heard most of it. That's why it's so high on my list. Um, also because it is David Albarn, but, um, this is really a great, uh, album of, of some pretty stellar collaborations, including Robert Smith of the cure, St. Vincent, uh, Beck. And on this track, um, we've got, uh, Peter hook, who is the bass, what well, was the bass player for new order and joy division. Uh, and if you listen to the baseline, it's very, very, it's recognizable, um, but it's really, it, it's their most cohesive, I, I feel, most cohesive record in a while. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Humans. Um, the Now Now was good. It was very sparse. I like that. But I really love this record, and, I, and I, I've been spinning it a lot this year. And, you know, this my list is always based off of what gets the most spins in my house, um, in my car, you know, at work, uh, all that good stuff. And And this record... From early on this year, uh, as they were releasing the singles, God saw a lot of airtime. So I've played this track before, um, and I'm going to play it again. It, it's a song called Aries uh, featuring Peter Hook. However, check out the record. Like I said, great collaborations on there. You definitely will not be disappointed. Um, but let's go ahead, coming in at number eight, let's go ahead and play uh, Aries. Aries. 
And that, of course, was Pearl Jam coming in at... That was Pearl Jam. It sounds like talking heads, but no, that is Pearl Jam coming in at number seven. That was Dance of the Clairvoyance. Sorry for the fade out there. It was just jamming out on that song so much. I wasn't even really paying attention. Uh, Dance of the Clairvoyance off of this year's fantastic uh, album called Gigaton. And this is a band that is just reinvigorated. Um, you know, that that's a little bit different sounding, and I like it. Um, you know, people always, this is the, this is the conversation that I, I have, uh, uh, more than I would like to, when people complain about, you know, uh, bands like, oh, I wish they would, you know, do what they used to do. I miss the guitars or I miss this or, well, if you miss it so much, go back and listen to their older albums. That's where all that stuff lives. If you're not going to evolve and move forward, then in my mind, like you, you're going to become, uh, you you will become obsolete. And with this record, uh, Pearl Jam has once again kind of raced to the forefront. This is their eleventh album, uh, and I'm I am super bummed. Um, this is one of the bands. This is one of the shows that I was definitely looking forward to seeing uh, this year because I want to hear the songs on this album. It's fantastic. Um, I I was looking through playlist from earlier this year and i've tried to <laughs> i tried to get this song on so many playlists i just never got around to it um but it's i've i've been listening to the album a lot um and if you're a fan of the band don't use that song as like you know a reason to not listen to it the rest of the album is equally as stellar but it, it very much follows in the same vein as um as what pearl jam has been doing uh in the past so you get best best of both worlds um which i love Okay, so that was number seven. Coming up, at, coming up at boy, can't even talk. Coming in at number six is one of my favorite vocalists that you know what I feel does not get enough love at all. She has got an amazing set of pipes, um, and she's put out some fantastic records, um, but none more so than this year's Italian Ice. Of course, I'm talking about the amazing Nicole Atkins uh, out of Neptune City, New Jersey. So she went down to Muscle Shoals. I think she moved. She lives in Nashville, and she popped on over to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, which if you haven't been there, it's really pretty. Um, and she got a bunch of old-school session players together and recorded one hell of an album. Um, and I, I've, played, I've played some stuff of her uh, off the album this year, um, and I'm going to play a track that I haven't played for you guys. Um, it, it doesn't... I don't, she doesn't really belt it out on this one, but it's just a slinky, sexy, beautiful, beautifully crafted song uh, that I really love. Um, and I think you guys will too. And this is a track called Domino. Thank you. 
the way out. such a great song so i've actually played that um before i played that a couple episodes ago um that is so we ran through three different songs so let me, let me back up a little bit so coming in uh at number six we had nicole atkins uh with a track called domino off of italian ice and then we sagged that into a track called shangri-la um, by an artist who calls himself eob eob is actually ed o'brien and he is one of the guitar players and founding members of radiohead and uh, he, I, I love this record. So he put out his first solo album this year called Earth. And if you're a Radiohead fan, you know that Ed is, he's kind of like their utility player, right? He plays rhythm guitar, all the crazy sound effects that you think sound like a keyboard, but are really him, um, like loops and effects. That's Ed. And he's also actually a really great singer. He does a lot of backup uh, for, you know, I mean, it's kind of hard when you, you're trying to back up Tom York. I mean, that, that, that's a tough gig, but uh, he does a really great job of it. Anyway, he's like one of the last guys to put out a solo record. I mean, even Phil Selway, the drummer, has put out like two solo records. Um, and their, their bass player, um, uh, uh, Colin, I don't think he's put, he's, he's into books. He's married to a book editor and he just, he does a lot of stuff with literature. But 
anyway, Ed uh, was really nervous about putting out, um, you know, his own material. And he wrote a bunch of stuff. Uh, he actually moved to Brazil uh, and he wrote a bunch of stuff. You can tell the album is very much uh, influenced uh, a lot of world rhythm, you know, uh, world sounds, uh, uh, crazy rhythms, a lot of acoustic stuff, a lot of beautiful stuff. Um, anyway, he, he hooked up with producer uh, Flood, who uh, did a lot of work with Depeche Mode and U2. And started recording a bunch of this stuff and actually thought about getting Tom York uh, to sing on it. And the story goes, I'm sure this is, you know, that, you know, that game telephone uh, where you tell one person one thing, you pass around a circle and see if it's the original thing that was uh, that was told in the first place. But uh, Tom said, no, you should go ahead and do it. You're talented enough. And damn it, he was right. Uh, I love this album. Uh, It came out of nowhere for me. um, And I I've really enjoyed it this year. I'm super happy um, that he, he put it out. He did a couple of live shows and then obviously the pandemic hit. So I'm hoping for two things. One, I'm hoping that Radiohead are feverishly working on new material as we speak. And I'm also hoping that Ed goes back out on the road when the coast is clear um, because I would love to hear uh, this record live. I'd love to hear it breathe and open up and, and you know, the band that he had put together um from what I could see online, looked phenomenal. Right after that, I sagged into a track that I've played before called I Just Want to Dance uh, by a group called Salt, S-A-U-L-T. And Salt, um, I love this band because no one really knows much about them. They don't talk to the media. Uh, they prefer to let their music speak, and rightly so. It's it's phenomenal. Um, they put out two records this year, um, and they're both titled, they're both uh, called Untitled. First one is Untitled Black Is. The second one is uh, Untitled Rise. And that track I played you was off of Rise, the second one that came out. That's my favorite out of the two. But they're both equally stunning. And I'm kind of, you know, I was scanning through like, some articles like how can I explain to someone that doesn't really has never heard of the band before? Like how could I explain it to them? And I found this quote and it uh, basically says salt seduces listeners, drawing them in with beautiful sounds and then hits them with uncompromisingly direct lyrics and messages that startle them into thinking about things they might not normally think about. Um, So a lot of stuff touches on, you know, what's happened this year culturally. It's a great record. Um, you know, Dua Lipa, um, you know, uh, uh, Gorillaz, Nicole Atkins, Ed O'Brien, Salt, these are all, you know, they all have a, a great groove to it. And I think that's really what's carried me uh, through the year. Um, just some really great material. Okay, so we are now entering the top three. And I'm going to do something a little bit different. So I've been playing one song from each of these records. And I felt for the final three, I wanted to play two. I mean, it was really hard for me just to play one, to be quite honest. And even with that one, it was hard for me to pick. Uh, a lot of songs I'd played already this year, uh, like with Nicole Atkins, um, uh, you know, um, Ed O'Brien. Like, so I, I tried to play different tracks to give uh, those, those of you that listen to my podcast um, a better sense of what those albums are like. But when it came time to the top three, uh, I wanted to uh, actually kind of spread spread my wings a little bit and, and give everyone a little bit more of a sample. So coming in at three um, is the fifth album by um, Fiona Apple called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I don't really know what I can say about this record aside from 
aside from the fact that it is a breathtaking album and the fact that it's coming in at number three for me blows me away because it should be number one, but there were two other albums that got way more spins um, than this one did. However, I don't want to discount discount the genius of this record. Um, it's a tough listen at first, uh, especially if you are a fan of her first two records, but the melodies are in there. Um, they're just buried a little bit, but after repeated listenings, they kind of rise to the surface. Um, it's an abrasive record, but it's also a very honest record, and there's some also very touching moments on there. Um, and I'm going to play two tracks. So I'd played earlier, I'd played some stuff from, uh, I think I played Rack of His earlier this year, which is a great um, song. But I'm going to play, um, I'm going to start out with a track called Shamika. Uh, this has actually gained a lot of attention. Uh, it's a great song written about, you know, Fiona's childhood, uh, growing up in middle school, high school, somewhere around that timeline. And then I'm going to sing that into a song called Cosmonauts, which Cosmonauts for me has hints of um, her older work um, from When the Pawn or Tidal, uh, which are still my favorite. When the Pawn is still my favorite album. Um, but I really have grown to love this record. I didn't really dig her last one, um, to be honest with you. But I feel like this is such a brave and such a... Um, such an honest record like it, you can't help but but you cannot ignore this album it's just that good um so let's go ahead and dive into shamika and cosmonauts i used to walk down the streets on my way to school grinding my teeth to a rhythm invisible I use my feet to crush the leaves like they have fallen from trees just for me, just to be crashed in bulls. In class, I pass the time, drawing a slash for every time. Second hand went by a group of five, done twelve times just a minute, but Shamika said I had potential. 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 Down the windy, windy sidewalk Slapping my leg with the riding crop Thinking it made me come off so tough I didn't smile because a smile always seemed rehearsed I wasn't afraid of the bullies And that just made the bullies worse In class I'd pass the time Drawing a slash for every time The second hand went by A group of five done twelve times Just a minute but Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Hurricane Gloria in excess is That's my bird in my tree. My dog and my man and my music is my holy trinity. Hurricane Gloria in excess is That's my bird in my tree. My dog and my man and my music is my holy trinity. Tony told me he described me as pissed off, funny, and warm. Sebastian said I'm a good man and a stone. Back then I didn't know what potential meant And Shamika wasn't gentle and she wasn't my friend But she got through to me and I'll never see her again She got through to me and I'll never see her again I'm pissed off, funny and warm I'm a good man in the storm And when the fall is torrential, I'll recall Shamika said I had potential 
Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Shamika said I had potential. Start it off, 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 start it off
couple of cosmonauts Except with way more gravity than when we started off Whoa, you and I will be like a couple of cosmonauts Except with way more gravity than when we started off Started, started off Such a great song. Um, so that was Fiona Apple coming in at number three with Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Uh, played you Shamika and Cosmonauts. Uh, I have a pretty complicated relationship with Fiona Apple. Um, it Sometimes it's hard for me to separate the artist from just a bunch of stuff. But uh, I love that song and it definitely takes me to another place when I listen to it. Um, okay, number two, Fontaine's DC, A Hero's Death. Now... I love this band. I, I fell in love with this band this year. Their, their, their debut album was okay. It was good. Um, but I don't know what happened. Something, something happened to them. They, they really clicked. Uh, I know they went on tour with idols, uh, who also released a pretty stellar album this year. Um, but they're there. This is their, their sophomore record. And you know, it's not uncommon for me to not like a debut and really latch onto a sophomore record. And I did with this one. Um, so Fontaine's DC out of Dublin. Um, and I, I really, it's just poetry. The, the lead singer has a very distinct voice. The band is very, you know, rooted in, in some pretty heavy post-punk um, 80s. Um, but uh, I love the lyrics. I, 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 I think I'm more of a music than lyrics person. I have always been that way. But I really paid attention to the lyrics on this one. And I just, I, I, I love the way the songs are put together. I love the way it was produced. Um, and I'm going to play you two tracks from the, uh, from this record. Um, I'm dying to see him live. This is, you know, again, I don't know how many more times I could say that. Like all these bands, I can't wait till they go back on the road. But I'm going to play you two songs, which I think are pretty polar. I think they represent the album really well. Um, uh, Televised Mind and then a song called You Said. And this is number two record of the year, uh, Fontaine's DC, A Hero's Death.
DC coming in at number two, A Hero's Death. Uh, I played You Televised Mind and You Said. Uh, really love that record. Really love that band. Uh, I'm hoping that they're recording some new material, but I'm still totally in love with this album. Um, so I'm not too worried. So that brings us to the top al- my top album of 2020. Uh, and as I mentioned uh, in the first part of this, I actually had 50, uh, but I wasn't going to bore you guys with that. Um, but out of everything that I've listened to, and I've listened to a ton of music this year, um, my number one album, the one that really spoke to me, uh, and and this has come up, this record's come up on a lot of critics' um, lists, year-end lists, and rightly so, uh, is um, St. Cloud by Waxahachie. So Waxahachie really is Katie Crutchfield. Uh, she's, that's just her her moniker that she goes, um, that she goes by. And uh, this is actually her fifth album. 
And I, I, I think it's really, it's really neat when you watch somebody gain um, self-awareness and, and perspective. Um, I, I've kind of followed her career. I've been a fan. Um, I mean, the, the albums that she put out prior to this were good. There was nothing like extremely remarkable about it. Um, but I think her, she's operating at a really high level of self-awareness now. And she wrote a really beautiful record about love, um, relationships, addiction. Um, and, and the lyrics, you know, I talked a little bit about, you know, um, the lyrics, um, uh, with Fontaine's DC, you know, her lyrics really take you to, they, they transport, well, they did for me transported me right to the place that she was writing about. Uh, she writes a lot about her hometown in Alabama, which is Waxahachie Creek. Um, and you know, uh, a lot of surrounding areas. Um, and it really just brings you, I feel like I'm in the moment with her, um, with a lot of the songs on this album. And that's really hard to do. And that's great storytelling right there. And I think she really, uh, unlocked something pretty awesome. And I'm looking forward to what she does next. Um, I'm going to play you two tracks. So I tried not to be repetitive, but I can't help it. I'm going to play can't do much, um, again, and then I'm going to close out with, um, fire, which is another favorite song. Again, it was so hard for me to pick, but I feel like those two songs are really representative of the record. Um, because I really, really want people to get into this record if they haven't, it's fantastic. Um, so that brings us to the end, uh, of, of the episode last, uh, episode for the year. So 18, 18 episodes. Um, I want to thank everyone that's listened, uh, commented, uh, jumped on the show with me. I've had a great year of guests and, um, really want to thank everyone that took time out of their day, you know, to chat with me about music, the music that they love. Um, because that's really, it's such an important thing. I, I see that now, you know, with my kids, like passing down this love of music that was passed down to me from my parents. Like it's huge. Like music is just such a wonderful thing. And I thank all the people that, that were on the show with me to, to share that love um, with all of you. Um, I've got some really exciting stuff lined up for 2021. Some really, some more guests. I'm going to be doing some interesting theme, uh, themed episodes, more themed episodes. Um, but as always, thank you for listening. If you're so inclined, you can check out my pop culture podcast, Tacos and Turntables. Um, but stay safe out there. And most importantly, be kind to one another. So I'm going to close out. I'm going to wish everybody a happy new year. And my number one album of the year, St. Cloud by Waxahachie. Enjoy.